0: Hey there, welcome to this edition of The Chalene Show. Today, how to love, actually look forward to negative feedback. Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. I've spent the last 30 years in the fitness industry. Isn't that crazy? And I'm not really even sure, I've said this before, how I got into the fitness industry. Well, I mean, I, I know how I got into the industry. It's because I had an interest in fitness, and I had an interest in fitness because I never wanted to go on a diet. And I found growing up, most people around me were dieting and struggling with their weight. Was like, I don't wanna do that, so maybe I should exercise. So I started exercising, and then I started wanting to teach fitness classes. And that's how I got into fitness. Now, I didn't study fitness in college. My degree is in justice, morality, and constitutional democracy, which I love to say because it makes me sound really smart, but it really didn't have anything to do with fitness. Nonetheless, I taught fitness classes while I was in college. But I'll never forget (laughs) when I moved to Southern California and I'd been teaching, let's see, let me think about this. I probably been teaching at that point for maybe six years, but not a lot, like maybe once or twice a week. And at small clubs, I'd never had anyone evaluate me. I never had anyone to work with me. So if I had people in my class, I assumed that meant I must be good. You know, I never had any feedback, none, zero, no good feedback, no negative feedback until I moved to Southern California. And I was working full-time as a paralegal. I wanted to teach fitness classes. And I knew, like there was no doubt in my mind because I started taking classes as soon as I moved here. And there was no doubt in my mind that the people out here in Southern California, the instructors, were like on another level. It was pretty intimidating. I remember thinking, oh, holy cow, (laughs) these are the people I see in the videos. Like, their bodies are insane. The music is amazing. These fitness clubs are like what I've seen in the movies. I was like, okay, Toto, we are not in Kansas anymore and we are not in Michigan. We are in the heart of the fitness mecca, Orange County, California. I couldn't get a teaching class. I kept going on auditions and they kept turning me down and it really started to affect my confidence. When I finally did pick up a class, it wasn't too long before I got some feedback. I taught my class. And as per usual, I started with say like 15, 20 people. And by the end of the class, I had like four or five people. Now, in my mind, I had this way of just rationalizing it. Like I would say, well, you know, Clearly the people at this club, they have their favorites and they're just, you know, they're so stuck in their ways that they're just not even willing to give me a chance. I made all of these excuses why it wasn't me. It wasn't because of me that I wasn't popular. It wasn't because of me that people weren't staying. It was because these people were so closed-minded and they had their favorites and they they just weren't even willing to try. So I'm leaving the club, this class I've had for less than a month. And as I'm going past the front desk, the kid at the front says, hey, there's a note for you. And I was like, oh, okay. So I opened it up and inside of it was some feedback. And let's just say it wasn't very kind. It wasn't very nice. Now I'm going off my memory, but it said something to the effect of dear 5.30 p.m. instructor. You've got a great personality. You're really bubbly, but kind of too bubbly. It's annoying. And you cue really late so no one can follow you. And even if people could follow your moves, you're completely off the beat. And that's why everyone leaves. Now I read that note and like most people do, my first reaction was to get defensive. But there was no one to get defensive to because it had been written anonymously to me on a piece of paper and handed to the kid at the front desk. So I took this piece of paper and my stomach dropped and I felt sick. Like you don't always feel good initially when you get bad news, but I want to share with you how I was able to use that to my benefit and why that, that one experience has helped me to be at a place today that when I get, I'm looking for feedback. I'm not looking for people to be mean to me, but I'm looking for honest feedback because dude, I want to be better. It's exciting to be better. And it's not embarrassing to have something you need to improve upon. And it's not embarrassing to admit it. It's a good thing. So I sat in my car thinking about this letter and this feedback. And I probably spent a couple of hours, maybe a couple of days, I don't remember, just defending myself in my head, right? Not to anybody else. I probably didn't even tell Brett, which, by the way, if you don't want to share with someone you love or someone you trust, feedback that you got because it's embarrassing there's probably some truth to it otherwise you would share and go like listen how ridiculous this is right but if there's some truth to it you don't want other people to see it because we don't want others to know it's just natural for us not to want others to know that we're flawed right so i spent some time thinking about that and really questioning okay am i off the beat is this true and I had to remind myself that one of the reasons why I had such a hard time getting hired in Southern California is because many of the directors who would audition me would actually told me that. They're like, you do know that you're off the downbeat. Not just one told me that, probably like two or three, at least two told me that I was off the downbeat. And I remember thinking, what are they talking about? How are these people saying I'm off the beat? But now I had a letter an anonymous note from someone that was telling me I was off the beat. So there was no denying it. Now I had to figure out why it was I was off the beat. So when you get feedback, the first thing you have to do is just calmly sit with it and realize it's not about who you are as a person. If I have messy handwriting and someone tells me I should improve my handwriting or they can't read my handwriting, that doesn't mean I'm not a good person. Doesn't mean I'm not likable. If I'm not on the beat, that doesn't mean that I'm a bad person or that people don't like me or that I'm not, you know, a good enough person. It just means I'm a person who's off the beat. If you show up late, if you have a difficult time communicating, if you tend to get defensive, if you tend to giggle and laugh and take it inappropriately when there's a serious conversation, all of these things are just traits. They're just feedback. They don't mean anything about you as a person. Rather, they're things that you can improve. And isn't that awesome? You see, the first thing you have to do to frame negative feedback is to realize that your goal, and I know this to be true because you listen to the show, your goal is to be better. Your goal is to have better. Your goal is to have a better, happier, fuller, healthier life. Am I right? And in order to do that, you have to improve. And it's really hard to improve without feedback. I mean, unless you're like really crazy self-aware. I have a couple of friends who are very self-aware and I'm inspired by their ability to be self-aware, but I don't think I'm that self-aware. I don't. And so I really appreciate when people do give me feedback because I'm like, oh my gosh, this is great. I just got it. This is like, every time I get feedback, now I think of it as a ticket or like an invitation to be better. And without an invitation, how are you going to get into the party? So think of it as an incredible opportunity that maybe somebody else didn't have or until this moment, you didn't have that invitation and now you do. Unfortunately, oftentimes the feedback that we get is in social media. And and that's kind of the kind that we are most afraid of because it's almost embarrassing. It's like, gosh, right here in front of all my own followers, I've got this person telling me that... I'm looking old. That's like a legit negative feedback or a negative comment that I got on one of my videos. I get that all the time. Like, I don't know what is up with social media, but if it's up to a troll, if you're not 19 years old, they're gonna tell you you're old. So I ignore those people. But there was a time when I did a live video and this woman kept commenting, Chalene, you're wearing too much eye makeup, the way you're lining your bottom lid, the way you're lining your eyes looks old and outdated. And she said that like a couple of times. Now, I haven't heard that from anyone else, but when she said that, I was like, huh. It didn't disrupt me while I was live, but I remember thinking after I was done, I'm like, huh, I wonder if it would be more flattering if I wasn't lining my bottom lid. And then I started looking at like other women my age and kind of looking at trends and styles. and I'm like, yeah, hmm. Let me just try this. And at first, when I didn't line my bottom lid, I felt like I didn't have any makeup on. I was like very used to the Tammy Faye Baker liner look, kind of, and I felt weird at first, but I also felt like, this is lighter, this is better. She had a great point. That was good feedback. That was great feedback from a stranger. So we don't even have to fear the feedback that we're getting in social media. I think it's important to not respond to it immediately, Unless you need to, right? So that person, I always respond in favor. I'll say, well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. By the way, the more followers you get, the more impolite people with rude manners you have that show up on your social media. Anyways, I had this one woman who posted on my Instagram, I find you so annoying. You are the most annoying person. And I thought, first of all, this is awesome because hello, how about you just unfollow B word? Of course, I didn't say that. Instead, I thought, oh, this is perfect. This is amazing. This is an opportunity for me to respond in kind to her. So, and let me see if I can find the post because I responded to her on Instagram. So I bet I can find it. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Okay, I found it, I found it. Okay, I won't say her name because eventually she got really mad at me for responding to her. But here's what I said to her. Well, so-and-so name, these things happen. I experience that too sometimes. I support your decision. Life is too short. There's just too much to look at on Instagram, too much that's great, too much that's interesting and fun and valuable and inspirational or educational to waste a moment of your time following anyone who annoys you. So I totally get it. Please take care. It's very kind, right? Don't you think that was felt so much better to just be kind to her versus fight with her? Or say like, well, you could just unfollow me. I thought instead, you know what? I can totally relate to what she's saying. Of course, I have better manners. I wouldn't tell someone they were annoying. I would just simply unfollow them. But it felt really good to respond to her kindly. And then it's an opportunity for me to, you know, demonstrate that that's who I am at my core to my followers. I didn't have to be embarrassed. I didn't have to fight her. That gives me the opportunity to attract those kind of people in social media. Right? Because there are people who would have fought her. If you do fight that person, there's going to be those people who like, yeah, you tell them, blah, blah, blah. But then there's going to be those people who are like, really? You got to stoop to that level and they're not going to say anything. They're just going to unfollow you. So don't be ashamed or weirded out or embarrassed if somebody gives you feedback on your social media. Now, if it's just someone being rude, right? I mean, which. I think that last example could fall in either category, but let's just say someone's like, you're ugly or whatever, I've seen it all. Just delete those. But if it's legit feedback, like, hey, do you know that you, I don't know, whatever it is, you say the same word over and over again, I've noticed that you only post these butt bikini photos and there's more to you than that. Like, that's kind of like legitimate feedback. What can you do with it? When you receive negative feedback, your first step should be to take a breath so that you can remember it's about, think of yourself like as a product. Don't think of yourself as like a soul. Don't think of that feedback as being about who you are inside. It's about like what it is you're presenting to the world. It's your packaging or it's your delivery. So don't take it personal. I always try to remember that any feedback that I'm getting, think of myself as a product. And I know that sounds weird. But like, I don't know if that I'm doing it justice, but that's simply how I make it feel less personal. So take pause to get to that place where you don't feel triggered by it. Then your next step should be to investigate. And I think the best way to investigate feedback is to figure out what specifically the feedback means. Like ask questions or do your own internal Investigation so you understand, like, what is going on here and how accurate is this? And then the next step is to figure out, like, why is this happening? So, if I can return it all the way back to like 25 years ago when I got that feedback that I was off the beat and overly bubbly, that was pretty accurate feedback. And I was trying really hard with my personality to be entertaining and fun and motivational and exciting when I was teaching classes, because I guess at my core, if I'm going to be truthful and honest, I knew my skills weren't that great. I knew that my queuing was late, so I would try to make up with it in other areas, and I was overcompensating, and it didn't feel natural. And I was overcompensating because I wasn't always on the beat, And I didn't think I would ever hear the beat because I thought I was hearing the beat. So every time someone told me I was off the beat, I was like, well, is this just something you're born with? But I learned it was a skill. And as I always say, all skills can be mastered. I have no way of making myself taller. I don't have any way of changing my eye color other than contacts, but any skill that someone else has or that I want to improve, I have the ability to improve it. And through coaching... I was able to finally hear the beat. Now, I couldn't get off the beat if I wanted to. Like now, it is such an innate part of who I am, I can't imagine ever going back. Same is true of like even voice coaching. I've had lots of voice coaching and now I can't imagine what it was like when I used to speak with a higher pitched, faster tone with a deep Michigan accent. I know you can still hear it sometimes, but all of these things I've improved because I've had feedback from other people. And my last and final tip for you is to treat the person who gave you the feedback as an ally. Be attentive. Be responsive. Be sincere. Make a point of thanking them for the feedback. Even if you haven't figured out what to do with it yet or how you're going to improve, even if you're not ready to make a promise that you're going to improve, Or even that it's accurate, just thank that person for their feedback. And then, after you've had a moment, whatever a moment is for you, a week, a month, maybe it's a year, to figure out that their feedback was actually useful, as all feedback should be, then you can return to that person and thank them for it and let them know how it is you plan to improve or you are improving or you have improved. Think about sandpaper. Sandpaper is what we use or what you would use to like remove old layers, maybe old layers of paint on wood. It's abrasive and you can rub it on a surface, but it hurts at first. It's rough. But if you ever want it to be smooth, it needs to be rough first. So just like sandpaper, think of criticism as that first necessary step for you to be smoother. Finally, I want to say if your goal is to be better, which I know it is, we've already established that, start asking people for feedback. Ask your kids, hey, I just want to get some feedback from you guys. How could I be 5% better as a mom? Like, what one thing could I do that would, you know, make me a better mom for you guys? Hopefully they'll give you some honest answers. Ask your coworkers, what one thing could I do? You know, because it's overwhelming to get a lot of feedback, but you could just say, what one thing could I do that would make it easier to work with me? Ask your spouse or your partner, what could I do? Just give me one thing, one thing that you would love if I could do a better job of or do more of or do that would make you happier, anything. Just pick one thing, and I don't want you to answer right now. Really want you to think about it. Because that would mean a lot to me. Because I want to be better. I want to be better for you. I want to be better for us. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of The Shaleen Show. The reason why this episode was at the top of my mind for you today was because I've had a lot of feedback this month. But all of the feedback was exciting. Because every time you get feedback, it's an invitation to be better. And I'm a lot better today because of the feedback that I've received over the last month. So... And I'm really grateful to those people who I love, those people who I work with, who are willing and care enough about me to give me feedback. Because you know what's really bad? If someone doesn't love you enough to give you feedback, because you know if you're just walking away, if you're not interested, if you just write somebody off, that means they really don't care. When someone gives you feedback, it means they care. I care about you very much. So here's the feedback I'm gonna offer you today. I would love for you to write a review for the show. Wouldn't that be awesome? I'd love it. So if you could, if you will, please write a review for the show and offer me some feedback. Give me one thing I can improve upon. I'd love a five-star review, but in it, if you don't mind letting me know one thing I can improve upon, like maybe a certain expert you'd like for me to interview or longer or shorter or different music or whatever it is. I'd love to have your feedback. In fact, recent feedback actually led me to changing the intro to my car cast shows, the ones where I used to have a little horn honk in the beginning. Someone left me feedback and they said, I hate that because every time I'm in my car, I think someone's honking at me and I just, it freaks me out and it startles me. Can you please get rid of it? And I thought, oh, well, that's good feedback. Yeah, I hate when I'm listening to like a song on the radio and there's like a horn honk or sirens. That always freaks me out. So I'm like, yeah, that's legit feedback. So thank you for your feedback. Thank you for giving me your feedback in a five-star review. Thank you for being here. I love you. You are the bomb.com. And I'll talk to you soon. This episode has been brought to you by the Smart Life Push Journal. If you're the type of individual who loves to make lists, keep yourself on task get organized, and there just don't seem to be enough hours in the day. This is a convenient, lightweight, simple-to-use 30-day system. This is not just a day planner. And learn how you can get your health, fitness, life, and goals organized and develop the laser focus you need to have the life that you deserve. Check it out. Go to smartlifepushjournal.com.